0: What's going on, everybody? It's Marcus Egan. Welcome to the MongoDB Podcast. I think Atlas Search is pretty raw. Like it's, it's, What it is, is it's managed Lucene with an amazing, a very simple API. Like that, that's the key. And it, it just happens to be the same driver, the same API that the MongoDB database uses. So our our users tend to benefit the most, but we have people who don't even use MongoDB who use Atlas Search because you get access to Lucene, it's managed, and it's really simple to use.
1: Welcome to the show. On today's episode, Marcus Egan, Senior Product Manager at Atlas Search here at MongoDB. What is Atlas Search you might be wondering? Well, it is a phenomenal addition to the Atlas platform and it enables you to add search capabilities to your application, to your data, has all of the features of a Lucene-based search engine. We're gonna talk about what that is and why you might be interested as an application developer. At the end of the day, it's gonna make it easy for you to implement Search, one of the most important components of any application today, right into your application. Stay tuned. If you want to try MongoDB Atlas, you can head on over to cloud.mongodb.com. Start for free, no credit card required. I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, Marcus, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. So today we're going to be talking about a number of things. I think first and foremost, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, let folks know who you are and what you do.
0: I'm the senior product manager here at Atlas Search, on Atlas Search at MongoDB. And what I do is I try to understand the challenges and impediments of, of building a rich search experience in your application. So I'm, I'm mostly dealing with or trying to get into the minds of developers, but also, you know, DBAs, uh, some ex, to some extent, Analysts, data scientists. Uh, I want to know how can I make it easier to have a conversation with your data.
1: I love that a conversation with your data. You know, search is everywhere. Every application that I that I enjoy using has got some form of search in it, like messaging applications, even like storefronts. And I mean, it's just such a powerful feature to be able to like refine what it is I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to buy, what I'm trying to read. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, your mindset around the Atlas Search product, and um, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about how it works behind the scenes.
0: I think when you when you said a storefront or a messaging app, that that's pretty similar. That's pretty similar to how I think about it. In fact, when I started responding to you. Uh, voice search engine on this computer was triggered. So I may have to repeat myself. It's also powered by Lucene, but, uh, so, you know, when you talk about messages and storefronts, you're talking about a large swath of our users. I mean, they're in this increasingly digitized world, more transactions happen online. More conversations happen over TCP or I guess, I guess UDP, also. But you know, like more and more of this data is searchable or needs to be searchable. It needs to be indexed by a search engine. And so, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. We have a ton of customers that are messaging apps. We have a ton of customers that are storefronts. So,
1: tell me a little bit about your your background. How did you get to MongoDB, and how did you end up? focusing specifically on search? Yeah, that's a great
0: question. I got to MongoDB like seven years before I worked here. (laughs) I think I was building an application, an, an IoT security, work from home security application, and we needed a flexible data model. I mean, we didn't use MongoDB just because it was hot. Everybody was talking about it. We actually needed it uh, to be productive. Uh, otherwise we would have been every other day, redesigning our schema is just not, not practical, not practical. So like if we had a little wiggle room and could address the schema every week <laughs> or so, that'd be better. Um, and I also like the JavaScript interface, right? The show, like I was kind of sick of bash and things, but, uh, now fast forward five years, you know, so that company partied, worked at Ford, went to grad school, data science track uh, interests, you know, information retrieval. And then I started working on uh, Apache Lucene and solar community efforts and open source, like not just trying to contribute to the projects, but contributing to the projects and also building tools uh, or initiatives to to help uh support the community. Uh then MongoDB sort of proved to me that they got serious about their search product Atlas Search and I joined. But but I wasn't I didn't join initially because I remember I told all my search buddies I was like, "Oh, look at this." And they're like, "Oh, every every Vendor just slaps search on and says they have search. They don't really invest in search, and then there were a few things that MongoDB did release, and I was like, "Oh, actually, they do care. They do care about relevance. They do care about inferring user intent, right? Which is really what 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 search is about." Uh, and so i I sent them an email and I. You know, did the interview was hired, and I've been here for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. Fantastic! Well, it's great to have you on board. Thank and, you. Um, let's talk a little bit about you know what the approach that MongoDB has taken to to implementing search and and providing search capabilities as a part of the Atlas platform.
0: Yeah, that, that's great. So, if we go back to when I first came to MongoDB in 2014, I had all this data. A ton of data. I mean, millions and millions of connected devices. And when there was an issue, I needed to search that data. And if you try to search that data in MongoDB, that, you know, at at the scale that I was at, into your cluster, more than likely. Or at least a lot of pain for all the existing operations, existing connections. And so uh, we moved that data to Lucene to make it searchable. And so that pipeline, the pipeline between MangaDB and Lucene is a challenge. Managing Lucene or another system that that runs Lucene back then for me was a big challenge. You know, I think... Less so today because I have some more, more experience, more knowledge about how to do it, but it, it's an expert thing. Like it's not, it's not really straightforward to scale search systems, and so or and and the pipeline is just annoying. And so then you have then you have two disparate systems, document database that look the same it's hard to justify the opportunity costs. Like you have two drivers, um, two clusters, and two document data stores. And only one of them is a source of truth. The other one is a source of speed, speed and additional features that are important to me. You know, I don't want to diminish that. And so what the Atlas platform did is the Atlas platform took the speed, relevance, highlighting, fuzzy matching synonyms of the search system and left everything else and just brought it to its system. So they, there's, you don't have another driver. You don't have another cluster. You don't have you know, a host of other issues that, that are really challenging. Like when you're debugging in production, like if you want to change your index, uh, your search index in Atlas search, you can just change it. And it's running because it's running in the same cluster. It's co-tenant. There's no downtime. The search index is just swapped out. It's all about productivity at the end of the day. And that, that, that's the Atlas platform. That's why I'm super excited to work at MongoDB.
1: It really truly is all about productivity. The entire Atlas platform and folks, folks that are listening that if you're not familiar with MongoDB Atlas, it's a managed service. You can, you know, within a, a couple of clicks of a button, you can launch Your MongoDB clusters, it's automatically highly available, scalable. So it is all about productivity. So now that search is built in, talk to the folks about how they might begin to leverage search as a part of their Atlas deployment.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. And we we get, there's a lot of confusion around this from people who know MongoDB already. You know, they rush to create a text index and use this legacy text operator that we have. I call it the legacy text operator. Some people might not, but you know, like they create a text index and they go and run an ordinary query. But in fact, that's not how Atlas Search works. Uh, you have to. There's a an API in the Atlas API. There's a, an API endpoint for creating a full text search index. So I think that the path is FTS, right? But in the in the browser, in your cluster view, you can see at the top of the cluster nav a search tab and so in that search tab you can create your first search index and then it will allow you to select the namespace right so the database and then the collection name and whichever database and collection name you select that's what we're gonna build your search index from so after that you'll define some fields in the search index the search index definition looks a bit different than the mongodb index definition i mean it has a lot more options right so you can set you can set a field like name to autocomplete and then you have to specify the minimum grams so like the minimum characters at which point you want to start auto completing that field so if you do like min gram three and you're searching MongoDB employees, M I C might complete to Michael Lin. And so you create these index definitions to unlock these rich query capabilities that are really specific to the to the search use case. You know, analyze one field in 30 languages, for instance, right? So
1: and now you're talking the language of of search. Um, and that comes to us through our integration with the lucene back end correct yes that's right so the atlas search front end is is really allowing you to configure pretty seamlessly the the lucene instance that's launched for you launched and managed for you under the covers
0: that's right so you know i think people are familiar with lucene based search engines but very few people get access to lucene i think atlas search is pretty raw like it's it's what it is is it's manage Lucene with an amazing, a very simple API like that. That's the key. And it, it just happens to be the same driver, the same API that the MongoDB database uses. So our, our users tend to benefit the most, but we have people who don't even use MongoDB who use Atlas search because its you get access to Lucene, it's managed and it's really simple to use. Well, I mean, so that's the same search engine powering Amazon search, right? So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Lucene is so so popular, and I don't think people realize how how prevalent Lucene is across the application space. I mean, it's would you say it's the most powerful or not powerful? It's the most popular um, search engine.
0: Definitely, it's the most ubiquitous. I mean, if you, if you just look at LinkedIn, Twitter, Amazon, Apple, Bloomberg, Salesforce. I think you get to a pretty big number and then like tons of other people are using it. I mean, DuckDuckGo's using it, you know. It's you know, on some level. So, I think a lot of people are using it. There are some pretty big search engines that aren't Lucene based, uh but that you know most of the most of the people who've gone out and tried to build a search engine they haven't come close to what Lucene can do. They're not keeping up with the cutting edge for sure. And they probably could get more productivity out of using Lucene.
1: Yeah, so, so talk a little bit about the open source space and the fact that we're leveraging an open source product under the covers. And you know, there's been quite a bit of talk about MongoDB and open source and source available and the SSPL. What are your thoughts on, on open source and, and making this capability available through Atlas Search, which is a paid product?
0: Yeah, I mean, so MongoDB has to pay me right? <laughs> and, and the rest of the folks on the search team, right? But like, I do, I work with open source products and projects that MongoDB doesn't even sell. It's just like, hey, I want Lucene to be supported by this company. And so I think they are pretty much all in on supporting Lucene at this point because, but they had to, they had to build the business case for it first. And so that's what I came here for. Like we still have to, to employ people. It's a very, very competitive uh, market and competitive industry. And, you know, I think MongoDB is enabling tons of economic growth, tons of entrepreneurialism. Like I started my company and we had quite a bit of data stored in the database. I never paid MongoDB once. You know, a lot of the things I know about what I do day to day, I can thank Lucene for because I was searching Wikipedia. You know, I mean, this is this is a real reality. Or searching Jira, like Lucene's in Jira too. So it's like, I I think a lot of people. Who complained about MangaDB? SSPL complained because they wish they thought of it. That like, like MangaDB was just first to it with the game. I'm sure it's gonna be the the standard. It's such a good contract. Uh, when in this reality, like if we didn't if we didn't have a world where where it was competitive in the way it is and, and how it is, I think that uh, SSPL is fine. Um, I, the, my, my total take on all of this is that everybody's in it together. I don't really view people as competitors. Uh, I view us all as just rowing up the same stream and then someday somebody's going to land here or something's going to land here and we're going to have a real problem. And so that we, and that's, that's why I like open source. Cause like I work with people in Brazil and Poland and Norway and South Africa and China and Russia and nobody that never comes up usually every now and then, you know, it comes up from someone who who doesn't have all the context, but like we in open source, we're all just rowing together. I feel like even for the most part in software, like if you're building software for building things, you're pretty much, you know, on the same team. At the
1: end. Yeah, I get that. And I mean, largely many of us have open source and free software to thank for our careers. I mean, I think, I think back, in, and you probably have a similar story where some of the things I learned, I only learned because I had access to the source code. And um, absolutely, you, know, you talked a little bit about um, you know, the company you built and, and how you got into to search. At what point did you start to, to uh, contribute or, or commit to, to Lucene?
0: Oh, that's a good question. So I started contributing to open source long before I started contributing to Lucene. I think my my, my very first PR was a silly one on like uh AR Paradrone, which allowed it was like they had the wrong docs for like getting uh Paradrone to do a like a, a flip in the air. And I don't know, I just was like, Oh, I should just fix this. I think that was my first maybe I did I did some other stuff a little earlier on um, some activist, hacktivist stuff, but uh, the the real big, like my first landed PR on an open source project of any popularity was that. But I got into Lucene. I didn't probably. I would say the first time that I looked into Lucene, I just saw it as like a library that couldn't be changed, that shouldn't be changed. I mean a lot of it's re- it's really solid. I mean the changes there are these days are like most of them are optimizations or maintenance things they're not features. Uh they're very deep or or just like ah, I got to do this which is important to enable the feature development. But like there's some big features coming that are in the pro- in progress but like nobody's using them yet. Most of the stuff that everybody's using day to day that's pretty solid. Um I started contributing through solar there's there's still new stuff coming into solar every day i would say solar is really awesome for like a company that has you know 80 experts (laughs) like uh because it's so powerful it can do so much but it's finicky and you need to have the bandwidth and the time and the investment
1: uh it's a pretty big one but like But yeah, before we get too far, you know, solar and Lucene are often mentioned in the same breath, um, but I'm not sure I even fully understand, you know, the relationship between Lucene and solar. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, Lucene is a library. uh, And
0: solar is HTTP API, like HTTP endpoint and replication mechanism. So it has replication process to, so if you create Lucene indexes, you can't actually query them until you have an API endpoint. So in the same way that Atlas Search provides an API endpoint, Solar provides an API endpoint, and both Atlas Search and Solar handle replication. And Solar you have to configure the replication a little bit and or what type of replication, and then Atlas Search, the replication is is determined by the system.
1: Okay. I think that makes sense. So, so in essence, solar and, and Atlas search are kind of doing the same thing.
0: Yeah, they are. Although Atlas search is for people that want to build features on top of Lucene or, are experience like solar kind of does it for you. So like there, there's a ton of, there's a ton of extensions and, and capabilities and queries that are in solar Uh, But they're for a very specific use case or for maybe like one or two companies and no one else. And so like, uh, we don't, that's not what we do. Some, we do have some customers that build some pretty advanced capabilities on top of Atlas search. I mean, some incredible ones like, uh, like 3D model search and like uh, audio meme search. I mean, just amazing capabilities. But but we don't, we don't add like all this plugins and all these ways to configure authentication because a lot of this stuff is handled out of the box by Atlas, the platform. A lot of what you want out of solar, you can accomplish with Atlas as a platform. And it's not search specific also.
1: Let's talk a little bit more about Atlas search. It's early days. Um, what's in the pipeline? What's what's happening in terms of features coming out? Can you talk a little bit about the future?
0: Yeah, I think that the future is about uh, enabling developers to realize their imagination. I mean, like right now, it's all about text matching, TF-IDF or best match 25. And I still think, that for 99% of organizations, 99.9% of organizations and use cases, that's the best way to go. But as we start to to capture more use cases uh, or certain uh, companies' sophistication around like language models grows, I'm talking about open source language models. We're going to support open source language models. We want to to usher in uh that new era uh of high dimensionality. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's the best way to put it. Like we d- dense vector search in Atlas search will be usable in production. It won't be like there's been a ton of like vector trials, you know, sh- shots from the hip and and and, and other solutions but no, when it's available in an Atlas search, it will be very easy to use and 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 really powerful but that but that's probably a year or so out you know I think in the near term, maybe a year and five months a year and three months out we're we're you know it's in progress, but you know we want to do it right and i think in in the near term. I think people can get really excited about Search Facets. So it's a new operator coming to, to the search stage. Uh, and it uses the Lucene Facets API. And so the, the, the Search Facets and the Search Count phases or stages will be, or operators rather, they will be super fast. I mean, 100 times faster than if you run a search query today in the aggregation pipeline and then use a Facet stage. And that's partly because of how we architected Atlas Search as a whole, but it's also uh, it just speaks to the benefits of the Apache Lucene Facets API, which like they had to optimize. The Lucene community had to optimize facets because of the search use case, and it's it's not just the Lucene community; it's also the Solar community contributed too. You know, it's uh, we're all in it together.
1: So today MongoDB supports faceted search through the aggregation pipeline and the dollar facet uh operator. Will will that replace that functionality? Uh I mean that's a good question.
0: It won't it, it won't it won't replace this functionality. It'll just uh augment the functionality. It's really a different feature. You know like because facets in Lucene support both counts and collectors, a bundle of documents. <laughs> and and so, so it's sort of like bucket or group even in MongoDB. And like in MongoDB, you have to be correct and accurate. Uh, in search, you have to be fast. And so we're, we're exposing to our users like different controls so that they can be accurate if they want to. But we'll default to fast. And we're, we're, I mean, when I say accurate, we may be off. We may not be off. It depends on how, like, if you have 50, a 50 shard cluster and you're using search facets, like this, the new operator, yeah, there is going to be a little different than MongoDB uh, in terms of the results you get, maybe. But it will be fast, very fast. And so it's it's, it's just, it, I mean, I think it's important for our listeners, I mean, they know this. Like when they, when you're designing a system, you have got to get it done, and so you can't solve every problem for everyone. And there are some trade offs made in the search system compared to the database. And that's for that's true for everybody. the 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 thing about the Atlas platform is our users don't have to make a whole lot of trade offs because we give them both options in Atlas. So like
1: it it depends on what you need for your use case. We talked a little bit about the, the pipeline and looking forward. Um, what else is happening in your world? What else is uh, is important to you?
0: Yeah, so one thing that's that's really important to me is like I look around and there's not a whole lot of in mo- most places there's not a whole lot of uh biodiversity. And you know, on keyboards, you know what I'm <laughs> you know? And, and, and so I think I right now it feels like uh a, a boys club, and I don't want it to be a boys club because I you know'm I'm, I'm sure that there are a lot of people that aren't boys, necessarily that could be writing software. Uh, and so I'm trying to figure out what I can do or undo even to to support that end um, that That's a big focus of mine in in this you know next twelve months. I think that's something that I want to tackle. And then the other thing is I want to you know continue the work that I've started on making the environment like less implicitly biased or like of like uncomfortable for people, right? So, you know, I think you know this year I worked on removing or last year really, but last year I worked on removing uh master and slave out of uh out of the Apache Lucene Solar Project. And that, you know, I feel good about it because some folks came and, and talked about contributing to the project. Uh, some folks from different backgrounds. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Because like, if you're looking at the replication code over and over, it's like master this, slave that, master this, slave that. In the news is just in your head about slave, slave, slavery. It's like, why the hell are we even talking about masters and slaves in a distributed system? And I, I'm, I'm and I'm trying to rationalize why the the technical decision was made initially, All right? And if, if if I were to go back to it, I'm not going to identify the person who coined the phrase master slave, but I can assure you, we didn't have the same background. I'd be very surprised because, you know, for for me, my read is that. So just to clarify for everyone listening. In a distributed system, a master, in case you don't know, but most of you probably do, a master is like the source system. And the slaves are the systems that just get the latest updates once the master gets them. So all the data goes to the master. The master then coordinates or distributes that data to the slaves. And that's one way to architect the distributed system, not the only way. And and. When the master goes down and solar and most systems that use this nomenclature, one of the slaves becomes the master. And if you think about that, that doesn't really make sense. Because if a if a master goes down, the slaves are going to run away. You know what I mean? It's, It's comical to me. And, and and so like at first i was laughing and then i got pissed because of the news but i used to laugh at it like this doesn't make any sense and then it became a risk to me at MongoDB while an employee at MongoDB. i did this because it's like like most of the people who work on lucene or care about lucene are solar engineers the vast majority so like i have to support the the sustainability and the prosperity and the longevity of that project. It's not zero sum, right? Like we are in the same boat. Like we're, we're both still trying to get people off of wildcard queries in Oracle databases. I mean, like it's all like, there's so, so many people who, who don't even know that they need a search engine still. And so, or at least an open source one. And so uh, the, the problem is 20 years from now, somebody's maintaining solar or Lucene and solar together, and they don't have the same, like, people, I think the IETF recommended that schools and projects stop using master-slave nomenclature. That was a while ago. Solar, I mean, we, we did, we, I, I moved it out of solar before Redis or any, like, tons of, you know. Tons of projects. I'm not gonna say any others, but <laughs> that's enough. They they're gonna have the work cut out for them. That's why I made that call out. But the, like when twenty years from now, the new developers aren't gonna know what that is. People aren't gonna they won't have they won't they wouldn't have been using it for the past 20 years. They didn't use it in school, they didn't use it in their first job, they didn't use it in the first open source project they worked on, and they get the solar and their companies like you need to figure out what's going on with replication here. It's gonna be like well, something's up. Like the slaves are sticking around when the master goes down. You know, it, it, and so it's about accuracy. Like, sure, maybe it offends some people, boo hoo. Like in my household where I grew up, my parents were just like, keep it moving, son. Like, you have it really easy. Like, my, my, my dad, he lived in a very different world and he was a scientist. And if you're a black scientist in the, in the 40s, <laughs> you know, African-American scientists in the 40s, you can imagine, and and the American South, very different. And so he just, like in my house, it's like, you know, get the work done. Talk to me about it later, you know. Uh, And so Master Slave is gone uh, to the benefit of anybody that ever uses a Lucene-based system because the solar engineers are going to work on it, and that system is going to survive for a very long time. And Atlas Search will also be available too. So you know,
1: Atlas Search is managed. That's just one example too. I mean, there are there are many. Yeah, and, there's tons, tons of them. You know, it's important work, and it needs to be done. And I, I want to provide a platform for it. Is is there some way we can, you know, enlist the aid of of you know folks listening that want to get involved and and work on these types of things? What what advice might you have for folks that want to get involved?
0: Yeah. So. I, I put out a tweet a few weeks ago, and a, a lot of people messaged me on Twitter, and it's, like, uh, about, you know, working on Lucene and things, and uh, so I said, you know, open a PR. <laughs> or, like, I mean, I quite literally, you know, kick off a conversation, right, because I think people get caught up in the code. Like, I think the more senior you be- you become an engineer, the more writing you do, actually. And the less code writing Uh, and so like lucene and solar and these projects they're really mature so what you need to do first is you need to start a discussion on the mailing list and see like what the community thinks about what you're proposing before because we there's so many tickets there's so many pr's there's so many commits coming in every day there's a lot of different companies from a lot of different places and a lot of different use cases working on the projects. So it's difficult to just say, Hey, go open up a PR. It's like, start using the software. If you're not already using it, I left that out the first time and then open a discussion. Uh, And you know, I, the, one of the beautiful things about this is if you really want to work on search, if you do that, somebody will call you. I guarantee it. In fact, it might be me, you know, like, so, so depending on, on, on the proposal and, and, and what you produce, but like, I think that it's a great opportunity. It's a great, um, it's a great path to, to a new world and where it's more collaborative and less competitive. Like we all benefit more than we contribute. That's a, Matt Ac says that to me. Uh, uh, oh, he, he used to be at AWS, but he just came to MongoDB, uh, came back to MongoDB. And he always says, you know, we all benefit more than we contribute. And that's totally, totally true. Um, like, I feel like everybody who ever uses Atlas Search should thank Doug Cutting. Like, he wrote Lucene. He also wrote the search engine Mac OS, like, V-twin engine. So it's like, You know, like, we should thank him if if you want to complain about, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that. And Lucene will never not be open source. MongoDB will not run a forked Lucene. We, at least not, maybe if they fire me, they will, but not while I'm here. I think we will always contribute back to open source because it's not zero sum. And we need your help. Like, we're not a huge team here. We're a small team. And it's not too small it's, you know, over 20 engineers all, you know, when you fact, when you factor in everybody that's working on search, it's a whole bunch of engineers, but like core, the core search engine and search features, it's quite a few people. Uh, but that's not enough to build in perpetuity. We need to work with other people. We need the scrutiny of the, the rest of the world.
1: It's been a great chat. I've learned a lot about Atlas search. Um, is there anything else you wanna you wanna mention to the audience before we wrap up?
0: One thing I want you to take away from this is like Lucene, Atlas Search, the search capabilities in Atlas, once you create that search index, it's more than a text box. Like you'll see when you create the search index, once it's done indexing, there'll be a query button which allows you to test your queries. It's called the search tester, and it's just a query box. Simple searches all the fields, highlights, shows you the score, whatever. It's like an introduction. But search engines power so much more than that in the real world. Atlas search today is used to power recommendations, risk calculation decisions, trending dashboards. So I think you have to think more about, like, if it's... If textual context is helpful, uh, like, it, or if if you need to filter on a number of different fields to to you know get down to a subset of documents in a collection, you have thirty or fifty fields. Search is a really good option for you because of the capabilities in Lucene. Um, index intersection between term indexes right so just that single search index and so search engines are more than a search box atlas search is more than just search on your website mongodb is an open source company in more ways than just supporting mongodb
1: well said Marcus, thanks so much for spending time with us and uh, helping us to understand a little bit more about Atlas Search. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks to Marcus for joining us, enlightening us on Atlas Search and some very important topics. If you want to contact Marcus, he's available on Twitter at Marcus for Peace. You can also find him in the MongoDB community. Visit community.mongodb.com. Visit the forums there. If you liked what you heard today consider jumping on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Let us know what you think. We'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.